Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 323 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a Vue.js core team member and a staff developer experience engineer at Netlify, as well as a Google developer expert in web technologies and map platforms. He has spoken, taught and emceed around the world at events such as ViewConf US, Vue Toronto and O'Reilly's Fluent Conf. He is also a lead instructor of Vue Mastery, one of the premier learning platforms for the Vue.js community. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Ben Hong. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me on. Ben, that was a pretty brief intro in terms of <laughs> your capabilities <laughs> and what you can do. So could you maybe give us a bit of an insight in, into your background and, and really why Vue.js now? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, so I do a lot of work in the open source community. So for those who might not be familiar, Vue is uh, one of the most popular JavaScript frameworks out there. And so uh, on the core team, what I do a lot is basically work on documentation as well as a lot of community efforts. And so as part of that effort, it's basically helping to uh, work with various libraries um, within the ecosystem. So like recently it became a Nuxt ambassador, which is a popular meta framework with it. And to be honest, I think the reason why I got involved with it is because honestly, I loved a lot of what the community stood for as far as being a welcoming environment um, in tech. But also um, with my background, I'm sure we'll get into it later, um, you know, building stuff for the web, like it made it so easy for me to do so in an intuitive way. And I loved helping to empower others to do the same. Right. Okay, fine. So um, in, in terms, I don't know too much about Vue.js myself. So can you yeah. give us a bit of an understanding of how long it's been around and, and what you can potentially use it for? Yeah, so it's basically been around for about, oh, I want to say four to five years now, as far as like popular growth um, goes, because, you know, like when it was in its infancy, it might have been a little bit longer. And yep. basically what uh, the way that I think most people probably are familiar with React. So basically building sort of your client side applications and have really taking your front end development from like a component driven architecture uh, perspective. And basically leveraging those concepts to allow you to build really interactive experiences on the web in a way that's um, intuitive to the tool sets that you're already familiar with when it comes to front-end dev. Right. Okay, fine. And in terms of the community, is this something that's continuing to grow? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So recently, um, or actually it was last year that we actually had a big major, um, major version release for Vue. And um, since then, it's been great to see new people onboarding as far as like um, first-class TypeScript support and having all these new sort of features that are coming. So it's uh, definitely a growing community because um, I also uh, recently Wikimedia also uh, chose Vue as its like official framework. Um, and so for right. those that don't know, Wikimedia um, helps to power like things like Wikipedia that you might be familiar yep. with. Indeed, exactly, yes. Okay, good. Right, we're going to go into the flow of the interview now. So um, Ben, can you tell us a, maybe a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Yeah, so for me, um, the career tip in tech for me that always kind of really stood out is 
the importance of investing in yourself with growth mindset. And what I mean by that is that, you know, when it like rather than waiting for your company to provide you training budget, while I know sometimes it may feel like, well, they, they this is something they should do. Like I myself have like actually out of my own pocket paid for my own training courses to actually like push myself forward. And when you do that, while there is a short term loss of the monetary piece, um, you are getting that compound interest of that skill getting to grow at a much faster pace. Um, and so, you know, to me, that's the key to long term sustainability when it comes to career in IT. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, can you give us maybe an example of, of something you've done? Yeah, so I, I have actually a really specific example. So one of the things that companies are probably notorious for not always having the money for is paying for people to go to conferences, for example, because yeah. it can be expensive with the flights and everything. And one of the pivotal moments in my career was deciding to actually pay for myself to go to uh, ViewConf US, the very first one um, back in, I think it was 2018. And so I flew myself there, paid for my own um, workshop. And it was there that like basically my... A lot of the the relationships that I have today really started from as far as the people I met, the things that I learned, and the opportunities that I got got from that like paid for itself. Just I, ten times over is probably just not even the right term. It just it was such a defining moment for me. Um, and if I just if I had resigned myself to just waiting for my company to pay for it, that would have never happened. Right. Okay. I mean, obviously, these days it's quite different, isn't it? And given the last eighteen months or so, yes, conf- true. conferences have obviously changed in the, in the way they happen now, and very much online mm-hmm. events at the moment. So, are you very much involved in in doing those things? Yeah, I'm still heavily involved as far as the speaking and teaching scene. Certainly, remote events have changed a bit as far as the ability to interact with people um, and. It, like compared to the in-person ones but i would say still like getting to attend those still are is a great opportunity to learn from you know a lot of the leading people in the community but more importantly i would say as far as investing in yourself in that regard remote events have also given people more abilities to speak for like uh start their own speaking careers because in the past if you wanted to speak in person organizers were less uh, likely to like it was just harder to get them to convince them to have you to come on because then otherwise they were paying all this money right to have you uh, come to the audience so I would say you know it's one of those things where you know there are always trade-offs when it comes to these things and so you know for those who are looking to get into the conference scene and that kind of stuff um, it is a good time for that yeah absolutely yes okay Ben can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's one that sticks out uh, especially for me. Uh, So earlier on in my career, uh, my background is actually in psychology. And so I had this sort of idea when I really started entering tech that I wanted to be a UX designer. And then I remembered, though, as a kid, I also really loved doing coding stuff. So for a while, I was sort of juggling both um, at, at my job. But then when I went to sort of take my next step in my career to the next interview, I... I was interviewing with a fairly famous insurance company and the when I got there I had like this they had me do this uh design exercise where I would like design a landing page and my visual design skills let's just say aren't that great so that was a very tricky um exercise but then on top of that when the manager asked me like well it's, I see here that you want to you says you want to do coding but you only you also want to do design like which one do you actually like if you only if you could only pick one which would you choose and I literally froze I couldn't answer it at all 
And <laughs> it was so yes. embarrassing to just be like, well, I, I, w- I wanted to say both, but clearly they were trying to push me towards one. And yep. leaving that interview, while an incredible, like traumatizing for me thinking back on it, it was an eye-opening sort of moment for me to really figure out like where I wanted to hedge my bets on. And so for me, I decided that coding was the thing I really wanted to specialize in. And certainly UX design has come into play to assist the work that I do as um, a coder. But it was a really big growth moment for me to sort of really f- figure out what I wanted as an individual. Right. Yeah, it's interesting actually to to hear that you were asked that question. If you were to choose one, which one would it be? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I hope that obviously you can still use your design skills in in what you mm-hmm. do anyway. So it shouldn't right. really be that that black and white in terms of one or the other. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have thought too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, can we maybe talk about something a bit more positive? So can you tell us about your career highlight? Yeah, so um, I would say there's a lot of things that I've really loved about my career. But I think the most the biggest one for me that's recently was getting the opportunity to join the Netlify developer experience team, which is the one I'm on right now. Uh, because for a long time, I had been sort of doing a lot of front-end engineering, and I'd always wanted to find a way to bring back that UX design piece because it's something I really loved. And developer experience had just really started, I think, picking up a few uh, like a few years ago. And so the Netlify team was always one that I'd always admired and uh, always thought that, man, if one day I could have the opportunity to join them, that would be that would be the dream. And so the the opportunity getting invited to interview and have the chance to learn alongside um, some of like the industry's like best when it comes to this stuff has been just an absolute delight and incredibly honored to be a part of that team. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So it's really what you're doing now that that's sort of your career highlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to hear. Okay. <laughs> and in terms of the future of the industry and careers in IT, is there anything in particular that excites you or any direction or technology that you feel that – you know, that's going to be really exciting in the future? Uh, so if I if I had to pick one thing regarding the future, I think it's the fact that I think it's, I'll go a little bit broad in the sense that like, I think the popularity of open source and the fact that there's so many ideas like happening in the web right now is what ends up creating this kind of limitless possibilities where I'm personally not necessarily concerned that like, you know, people are always talking about like, oh, what happens if AI, you know, automates you out of a job? Like to me, like there are so many interesting things to pursue when it comes to the applications we're building now for, um, you know, consumers these days that like, uh, it's just, I mean, that's, I think that's what it is. It's like that uh, cluster of ideas and discussions, debates, uh, that is to me what excites me about the fact that there's a lot to come um, and it's far from over. It absolutely is. That's right. Yes. So I think it will be very interesting to see how things evolve and develop and change. Um, We've seen dramatic changes over the last decade, let alone um, (laughs) the last 20, 30 years. So yes, I mean, it's impossible to imagine what's going to happen next, isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Yeah, so for me, my first uh, like sort of entry into IT was when I was younger uh, and I had picked up an HTML book that my dad had purchased. And the fact that I got that immediate feedback of creating this website with nothing more than a text editor was like mind-boggling. And then that I could push it to like a hosting site like GeoCities or AngelFire and have people around the world hit that website. Like it, it really 
showed how much impact you could really have when it comes to using tech um, and what it could mean for the world. Absolutely. So, so how old were you at the time? Go on, give us some uh, insight. Yeah, I think I was in middle school around that time, so I was probably like twelve ish. Yep. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you got your your hands in there if you like quite early on. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. the ironic thing is, I had no idea that people would pay me to build websites. I was like, this is HTML, CSS stuff. It's great, but like, this is not a job. <laughs> and yes. so it would it'd be a little while before I kind of returned back to it. But oh, if only I could tell my younger self then, like that, I could have kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Yeah, I t- as far as the best career advice um, came from a manager uh, a few jobs ago where on my onboarding, normally, you know, it's about like trying to figure out what people expect. And what he told me that that day when I, on my first day, he said, what I want you to do is just listen, learn, and then become the person that people come to for questions. And this is even if you're not the best person to ask. And it seemed like such a simple piece, but it was so big for me because when I embraced that, what you end up realizing is that by building relations where people trust you to basically come to you as a go-to person to at least point them in the right direction, it does a lot for the kind of impact that you can have and influence you can have at your organization. It it very much does. That's right. So it, it's that sort of t- team integration, if you like, isn't it? That That mm-hmm. point of knowing that you can actually go to somebody and they will help and it's that sort of camaraderie that builds successful teams i suppose yeah absolutely yeah and what is the worst career advice you've ever received uh the worst i've ever received was someone telling me when i was like aspiring to be like i think i want to take my front end skills and like get to this level with this amount of salary they told me that it was not possible and so the sentiment really around the idea that there were these caps and i think for for me, it's just it was almost debilitating to think that like there was nothing more to grow beyond a certain point. But you know, my the one thing I would say to everyone is that that is so far from the truth in tech, and breaking past that was really eye opening. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that that is yeah. I think maybe that has changed over the, over the last maybe five, six, seven years, I would have said yeah. that the WC you can probably specialize more and there isn't that ceiling, if you like, mm-hmm. um, because people who are specialists are recognized for the value that they can deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? <laughs> uh, for me, I would have taken much better notes. Um, I'm kind of a note nerd um, from this regard. So, and Lately, I've been dealing a lot with things like Obsidian for like link uh, thinking. And so yeah. what I wouldn't have given to be able to see the kind of ideas I had at the beginning of my career and how it's evolved and being able to invest in those uh, learnings, uh, oh, that would be so great. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Yeah. So for me, currently, I'm spending a lot more time on developing my abilities to do a lot more content generation because... I really believe in helping other to empower others to build a lot of incredible things. So improving teaching skills um, and just sort of like scaling myself, right? Because there's only so much I can do as an individual, but if I can teach others, then that can like really go a long way. And the other, I think the career objective for me is having specialized in front end for a long time. Um, as I also look at building um, other apps of my own ideas, like uh, bolstering my back end skills has also been um, one of the objectives that I've been working on. 
Good. Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Yeah, for me, I think that would have to be relationship building. Um, You know, a lot of times in IT, it's easy to focus purely on like the academic, you know, objective technical piece. But, you know, there was a t-shirt I saw at a conference one time where it was like, coding problems aren't hard, people problems are hard, which I thought was (laughs) kind of funny because a lot of times it is the stakeholders, right? Where you're like, you know, objectively, this is a better solution. But unless you can get people to have the emotional safety to make that transition over to that other side, you'll find you get a lot more roadblocks to things that could very well save the company lots of money. But unless you're able to build those relationships and you know convince people to go along with you, um, it's going to be a much harder time. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think that coding problems are usually people problems. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's well always said, people well involved somewhere. <laughs> uh, well said. <laughs> and what do you do to keep your own career energized? Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people know that in the tech industry, burnout is a common thing. So having a community and surrounding myself with people that share not only that energy, but that empathy for knowing about burnout, I think has been huge for not only uplifting me in times where I was feeling down, but then also seeing like all the incredible things that they're working on. Like um, one of my friends is a big into like machine learning. So she does things where she like blinks and then she like has the application does stuff and it's so cool to have people like doing that in times where you might not be as up for learning but you can be inspired by the ideas that others are exploring in the meantime yeah that's very true and what do you do in your spare time away from technology yeah um gosh this was probably the hardest question for me to prepare for because i spent (laughs) a lot of time in technology but i would say especially during the pandemic one of the things i've tried to do um i've picked up learning the ukulele which has been uh quite fun and, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's something a bit different, definitely. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And, and Ben, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Yeah. Um uh, so for me, if I could if you leave this with nothing else, it's that never ever hesitate to invest in yourself because no one can take away the knowledge you gain, connections you form, and the experiences that you'll have. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledge is never wasted, I would yeah. say as well. So mm-hmm. whatever you learn, there is value. You may not see it immediately, but uh, yep. it will make a difference. Yeah. And and Ben, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah. Um, if people want to ever reach out regarding any questions they have. Uh, so I basically, I'm under the moniker Ben Code Zen. So B-E-N-C-O-D-E-Z-E-N. And I believe I have that moniker under like everything. So Twitter, YouTube, I live stream on Twitch. And if you just want to visit my website at bencodezen.io, you can find everything there. Great. Ben, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.